Good afternoon and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Morty Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which he has raised more than $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the Voice of Wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Joining Mr. Davis today for a discussion on the border, crime, and the upcoming 24, 2024 presidential election is Abe Katzman, an accomplished, brilliant attorney, political writer, and consultant. Abe serves as counsel to the Republicans abroad Israel is a frequent contributor of opinion and political analysis columns to news media in Israel and America, and is a frequent interview guest on American news and talk radio shows. And now, Mr. Davis and Mr. Katzman. Welcome back to my favorite group, my precious listeners, my most cherished uh, listeners, uh, audience, it's great to be back with you every Wednesday at 6.30. And I'm delighted to have uh, Mr. Katzman all the way from Israel. He, you, you made Aliyah, right? You lived there. That is correct. Yeah. And you left out the most important thing. He's an eligible bachelor. Somehow he escaped. He escaped the... Uh, he escaped uh, the... Uh, the joy or is it the punishment of marriage? And um, so if you have anybody, some <laughs> some nice, lovely girl, girl, woman, he's available. He's 57 years old, is that right? That's right. 57. So it, there's very few eligible bachelors around that age. You know, we men die out much faster than women. Maybe fortunately or unfortunately, but he's a real gem. He's a really worthwhile guy. I don't. I don't want to see him this happy. You know, you you you, you will notice. You you will notice if you alert that all all the married people are always trying to fix up single guys. We can't stand there running around happy. <laughs> well, we uh, anyway. Uh, it's going to be an exciting program because. He's very strongly opinionated. I had some discussions with him earlier, and uh, he's uh, he's gonna probably be rambunctious and uh, disagree with me on a lot of things. So let's get started. We're gonna talk about um, the um, the border, which is not an easy subject. It's very difficult, even. Um, Biden and, and, and the whole administration is having enormous problems with the, um, with the amount of immigrants that are trying to get into the United States. And uh, Thomas Friedman had an article in today's, coincidentally, in today's New York Times, an op-ed piece that said his advice was to build a, a high wall and, uh, uh, and an even higher uh, gate 
so that people could come through that gate. Because he's not saying that we should never have immigrants. He's saying that we should have the opportunity for them to come through as human beings without taking away their babies or their children that are with them or some better way than that's been handled up to now. And I have to point out that it's immigrants have been, I mean, for, for the United States, a, a, a real um, big reward, an, an advantage. Well, why am I getting echo? Oh, uh, we're all immigrants. There's hardly there's any nobody in the United States other than the Indians um, are original citizens here. Original, um, not citizens, inhabitants of the United States. So uh, <clears throat> every one of us is an immigrant, or the children of immigrants. And immigrants are important because and they take so many jobs that we need filled that Americans refuse to take. And we also, um, uh, it's interesting that in our history, immigrants have been generally, uh, in terms of the statistics, more of them are a larger percentage of them are college graduates than Native Americans, and and we and also since we're, the United States has a, a diminishing population, a growing uh, very old population, but a diminishing uh, a, 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 as as we get uh, wealthier or uh, a more um, um, what's what's the word? Not wealthier, but a more um, asset-rich country, as a pe our people are are doing better. We keep having fewer fewer um, children, and you can't grow the economy unless you have a growing population. It's a problem in several different places in the world. So we shouldn't have the view that immigrants are totally negative because they make a, a, a more enormous positive contribution. And it's, it's, it happens that when uh, around the, the early uh, uh, 1900s, uh, we had an influx of enormous influx of um, uh, rivals from uh, foreign countries, mostly from Europe, Hungary, Poland, Russia, Italy, Ireland. And in those days, in 1907, we had a million, I think that was the record up to recently, it still may be the record, in one year, a million one hundred thousand immigrants entered the country that year through Ellis Island, and the total population of the United States at that time was eighty-seven million. So today we have 
roughly four times the population, four times 87 would be about nine times, 360 million. Right. We have approximately that, maybe a little less. Mm -hmm. And 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 we have, I don't know, two million people came in last year. So in terms of um, the magnitude of the uh, impact that immigrations uh, immigrants have now currently it doesn't approach uh, what, what was happening in 2007 and we the, those of us that are familiar with history know that though even those people that were all white and European were were considered by Americans by the Americans that were here American citizens uh, to be uh, negative inhabitants or, or neg negative additions to, to this country. The Irish were, were, were abused and maligned. The Italians were abused and maligned. The Polish were abused and maligned. And the Jews were certainly abused and maligned. And with the passage of time, the country has learned to appreciate uh, most of the uh, political leaders in New York have been Italians and in uh, Massachusetts, uh, most of them have been Irish, Irish Catholic. Mm -hmm. So there's no limit to, to the contribution that uh, that immigrants have made to this, have, have uh, presented and, and enrich this country so you I don't let me know when you want me to start disagreeing with you I don't want to dominate the, the thing I want to get the benefit of of Abe's wisdom so hey please well I've got to say a couple of things first yeah there was a flood of immigrants uh, way back when and then in 1924 they decided they had enough and uh, they basically stopped it because the basic idea behind all of this is that immigration is, you know, is, is good as long as the country thinks that it's good. Now, there are humanitarian reasons to take other people in. I understand that. But as a general policy, um, you also, you, you're going to want to target certain people. Here, you've got it, and, and I should probably start with something else. There's a big difference between immigration and illegal immigration. We've got a system of laws we take in legally, however many people a year, and it's plenty, and it's probably not enough because the types of people that we uh, have certain qualifications that we target. And here, um, I mean, you know, look, Thomas Friedman, uh, very nice of him to say so, but you know, seven years ago, a guy named President Donald Trump was saying the same, uh, was saying the same thing build a high wall and build a beautiful gate that's what he always used to say because and even now there are people who can come in they can come in through regular uh through they don't have to swim across the river um they're they're allowed to to come in and, and uh uh ask for asylum if that is appropriate um but the big problem here is really one of the administration's own making 
uh, if you ask me. And that has to do with encouraging people, with not insisting on the basic international rule that when it comes to, uh, for people seeking asylum, they have to, the, the country that they are eligible to receive asylum in is the first country they are in where they would not be in danger. If they're coming from El Salvador, from Guatemala, uh, that country is Mexico. And to then show up at the United States' door and ask for asylum, um, I, look, the, if the administration wanted to put an end to that, they could. They don't have to give all these people assign, asylum. They can turn as many of them around as they want. And instead, they're granting them provisional, essentially provisional asylum and giving them a court date that they can come reappear. They're giving, people are getting court dates now 10 years in the future. So this is, this is not like we have to scratch our heads and wonder uh, how did any of this happen. This is a matter of policy, whether they pretend it is or it isn't. This is intentional. Um, I'm not sure how you can argue that it isn't or that there's anything unexpected about the results. They're providing, they've even created a, uh, a, an app now that uh, people in Central America can use to prepare their asylum application and then show up at the border in, uh, in the U.S. What, what, are, you, what are they doing? Um, and all along, the administration has been, uh, for all the, the times they protest and say, no, the border is closed. I, can't, I don't know how he keeps a straight face, but the head of Homeland Security, um, Secretary Mayorkas, uh, goes on and on talking about, oh, no, the border's not open, the border is closed. Well, I don't know how you define closed, but it's not the way any of us do. And uh, it's never been more open. We're getting in the area of 200 to 250,000 people every month. Think about that. We're talking 70, 10,000 people or more per day. Um, and look, a lot of them, I'm sure they're wonderful people, but we have no idea who's coming in. They've taken they, they've hundreds of people on the terror watch lists that we've caught. Imagine those who we haven't. Um, how many of them are criminals? How many of them are drug runners? How many of them are, are sex traffickers? Um, how much fentanyl is coming in? Uh, it, it just it boggles the mind that this is an intentional policy, but I don't see how you can how you can claim otherwise. Well, Historically, the United States, and, and to its credit, it's been a destination for people throughout the world to live a better life, to improve their economic status. And I think that's one of the uh, great things about the United States. And, and incidentally, Israel takes in as many uh, immigrants as arrive. I mean, they check them out, they make sure they're not criminals. But the thing that you say about Donald Trump is what he did uh, that was un-American, un, un I believe, is he, he accused all of them of being criminals and drug pushers. And, you know, that, that, that's his style. That's the, you know, he, he accuses his opponents for, uh, that ran against him as, pre as president as idiots as you know he doesn't hold back right. and even even uh, they had something on television yesterday showing when he was uh, president 
and they were dealing with the, the ceiling on, on the budget. He said, never ever should the United States think about not raising the ceiling because it, it's so wrong, it, it would hurt our image, our reputation, you can't do it. And now it's just the same time that he's not in, uh, in power anymore and not serving as president, he's saying, don't raise the ceiling, let the Democrats suffer the consequences. It's not the same Democrats, it's all of the nation suffers the consequences. Okay. So I'm not here to do. I'm not. I'm not here as Donald Trump's lawyer. Uh, I'm not here to defend everything. Certainly not everything he said, let alone any everything that he did. But uh, you know, just because you make you can make all kinds of obnoxious comments, it doesn't mean that your policy is wrong. So if you've got uh, you know if you're mean spirited but have the right policy, I'll take that over being kind and endangering the country any day. It's not ideal, uh, but given the choice, that's the priority. I don't. I, I had a I heard Donald Trump campaign on policy. The only policy I know that he has is lower the taxes for the wealthy. Even even I was surprised to see yesterday one of the headlines was that blacks are four times as likely of being uh, audited by the IRS. Now they make far less money than the wealthiest. They, when they're audited, we, they, we don't, it's not to get the most money back for this country to help balance the budget. And the, th the one thing he did that Republicans, and I used to be a Republican, I, actually I've always been eclectic because I wrote it I voted for Clinton, even though he was a Democrat, because I liked him. I thought he was uh, clever and wise and, and made good policy. He's, incidentally, he's the only president in the last, I, th I think since the founding of the nation, who had a, uh, a budget surplus. Uh, not since the founding, but you also have to, you can give a certain amount of credit to the Republican Congress it wouldn't have happened without them either. But uh, we've had Republican Congress is over and over again, and it never happened until uh, Clinton led that. So that's, I like, I, that's what I liked about him. I didn't love, there's a lot of Democrats I would never vote for. Yeah. So, and, and I, I just want to give you the right frame of reference. Okay. I used to love Trump. He was one of my greatest admirers, and I was one of his greatest. Mm -hmm. when, he, when he introduced me, he's always, you know, like he is today, you know, he can't say enough adjectives. He said, Morty Davis, the greatest guy in the world, the best guy on Wall Street, the biggest, you know. It was very flattering, and I liked mm -hmm. him for that. But also, he loved me because I was on a... Um, on a, in a foundation, I was a trustee of a foundation that Dwight Eisenhower set up. Really? What was it called? The what? The Freedoms Foundation. The Freedoms Foundation that was out of uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, honoring what was that battle? The Valley Forge. Valley Forge. Honoring Valley Forge. Mm -hmm. 
so they called me up as uh, as a trustee and they said we're honoring donald pump uh, trump pump <laughs> donald okay. trump uh, and we'd like you to introduce him so i said fine you know i'll be glad to so i went i flew down to philadelphia and i introduced donald and i said all these nice things about him how great he is how he builds the most fantastic things and he gets it done fast and we couldn't uh, a number of builders came to central park to, to rebuild our ice skating rink there and mm -hmm. none of them ever got him done and donald came and in no time at all he got it done so i praised him you know and he's built play you know fabulous architecture throughout the world and in, in middle east and egypt and in russia throughout the world and he was so flattered <laughs> so i liked him he liked me i i yeah. once got him five million dollars just to put his name on a building and i flew down in this helicopter with him and i you know i was a great friend of his but his but at that time when i knew him he was pro-choice he was pro he was a supporter of clinton and hillary clinton he gave money to both of them mm -hmm. it was somewhat normal and now he's gone over the cliff the other way so much so that even his own sister and his own niece and now his own daughter has, has rejected him well i don't know about that part the fact that she doesn't want to be part of a campaign uh, that she doesn't want to sacrifice four, four more years of her life to Washington, D.C. doesn't mean that she's rejected him. That's a bit harsh. Uh, his niece, okay, they've got family issues. They're not the only family with problems. They wrote books maligning him and saying how bad he is. And you don't have to, uh, you know, you just listen to him. And he, he's his own worst enemy. The reason he lost is not because... Biden was such a compelling uh, candidate. <laughs> they they vote more against somebody in this yeah. country than they, you know, they ask some woman, who are you voting for? Some old lady. She says, no, I'm not mm -hmm. voting. I said, what do you mean you're not voting? She said, I'm not voting. They said, why not? She says, because it only encourages them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we don't get, we don't get great choices uh, these days. Uh, and despite all that uh, he's uh, done, that no other pre no other president, no other candidate, having done any one of those things, could have been considered uh, seriously a candidate and, and and won an election, and he did despite uh, saying, but he but if if. Uh, they were Nazi, like like what's his name, uh, in Charlotte, uh, when when the the riot in Charlotte was criti criticized. Charlottesville, right? Charlottesville, Charlottesville, and and the, uh, a woman was even killed by the rioters, and afterwards, um, Donald said, "No, they, they it was a." Uh, there, there were good people on both sides, even though it said, it said even though the Nazis were there, were there, they said, well, that's, 
you know. Let's let's be fair. And they've gone through this over and over. In fact, I challenge you to go take a look at the original tape. It'll take you 20 minutes to go through, and you'll see that that so-called claim calling the Nazis and the white supremacists very fine people uh, is is an editing trick. He condemned condemned white supremacy, condemned the Nazis. He was, remember this, this, they had joined a protest that was there to defend, uh, to try to keep a statue of Robert E. Lee in, uh, in, in the park. That's what they were defending. You think it's a bad idea? It's a bad idea. That doesn't mean they're not very fine people. And he was, and he very much made the distinction between the two. I know that Joe Biden no. When he started his campaign, no. this has been what he's hitched his wagon to. I don't have uh, to disagree with you. Happen. You're such a nice guy. I don't want to disagree with you. But, but he definitely Go said, right ahead. That's what makes it fun. He definitely <laughs> said that when he when, when he, they were criticized, and since then, there's immense uh, support that that is very big on, on white supremacists, that he supports them. That he, he supports them or they support him? Both. Uh, he know, supports them? What what indication do you have that he supports them? That they support him, I can't do anything about and neither can he. Ronald Reagan once made that point when they talked about some of the people endorsing him. He said, I'm not endorsing them. They're, they're endorsing me. What do you want from me? I, I fully agree with Ronald Reagan and I don't uh, blame him for that, but he endorses them. He's always saying good things about the, uh, the group. What did he say uh, uh, during the debate? The Proud Boys, he says, you know. He said, Proud Boys, his words there were Proud Boys stand down. That's all. They said it longer. Phrase. He didn't praise them. He didn't do any. Uh, if you can find praise for white supremacists as white supremacists, I'd be uh, I'd be I'd be shocked. That's, I think you're I think you're you're maligning him. By the way, I know we shouldn't do this whataboutism, but uh, you know, um, President Biden, when he came into the Senate, was part of the segregationist block. His his group, Senators Eastland, Gore, the Southern Democrats. Yeah. These were these were his people. Yeah. Uh, Faubus, um, you know, and the, if you're talking about white supremacists, the man who said that he didn't want to desegregate schools because he'd be sending his kids into a jungle, those were his words, uh, that strikes me as being worse than saying, proud boys, stand down. He didn't say stand down, he said stand by, and uh, the second, I forget the second. Stand by, stand by, stand down. Truthfully, I don't think he knew who the proud boys were. They brought up the proud boys. The, you know, the, uh, the, he always manages to not know people. Look, he recently he recently invited to the White House one of the greatest anti-Semites, and and brought one with him one of the noted anti-Semites. Right. Before that happened, did you know who Nick Fuentes was? No. So why should he? What do you mean? He's, he's got a staff. Who knows who Nick Fuentes is? He's a kid. What are, you, what are you talking about? Before somebody gets to the White House, I've been invited 
to then he wasn't a, in the White House. They, he was brought along to a dinner at Mar-a-Lago by Kanye West. He's got a big staff that he's provided even after his presidency is over, and he knows who he's inviting. And yeah, then, I guarantee you, he had no clue who Nick Fuentes was. I don't know if you've been to Mar-a-Lago, but my understanding is it's basically a big club and lots of people are there. Uh, hundreds of people might be in the dining hall. And uh, that was where, you know, the, you know it, West didn't tell him beforehand who he was bringing. He just brought this guy. You're not being fair because it, it, it wasn't that they came to a club and they're part of a, hundreds of people. They came to have dinner with him and he was very receptive to them and very, even though- He invited Kanye West. He and, has a relationship with Kanye West from before. From, and Kanye West is a very troubled man. And I think Trump is there to try to help him. If he has a relationship with Adolf Hitler and, and he says, well, he knew him before. Please, please, before you go down that road. No, but not Adolf Hitler. If he has a relationship with a terrible guy, and he finds out that he's a terrible guy, he shouldn't uh, associate or, or give him the, the positive image of being uh, a, pre a presidential confidant. That, that's outrageous. That's okay. why his, that's why his kids, uh, you know, he has Jewish grandchildren uh, that are really- So does Biden. Dedicated, dedicated. No, but I'm saying, her children, she, she made a commitment and she's kept it. And Absolutely. Her, her kids go to the same camp that my, my grandparents right. went to. And they're really committed. And he's very nasty at times. Okay. Even, though, even though he has very strong Jewish supporters, he's very nasty to them. Well, about about uh, you know six and a half million of those of those supporters are here in Israel. Um, oh, in Israel, in Israel, he would he would be he could win a, a landslide in Israel. That's right, and Netanyahu probably could have won in America, but that's the way things work. Um, but uh, but Trump, that's you look at what Trump accomplished between from an Israel standpoint, the Abraham Accords. I mean, this is incredible stuff. Netanyahu was never a superstar in, in America, but Trump was a superstar because, and, and he deserves credit because it's been a, a, a rule. Everybody had it, every party, both sides, Republicans and, and Democrats, always had as part of their platform, as their agenda, that they were going to move the. Uh, embassy, the Israeli embassy to Jerusalem. Congress voted for that. And every time the president, they voted, they wanted to appeal to the Jewish vote, to the Jewish, uh, the people that are, love Israel or, or, or are Jewish, they always said, you know, they pushed them. Well, you know, every president, they pushed them. They said, now is not the right time, you know, because there's issues with the with the uh, with the Palestinians, with the Hamas, and so forth. Not one president did it, and when he came on, he did it. So yep. 
he deserves credit. I understand why Israelis love him, but it was more than that. It was more than the embassy. Besides the embassy, the embassy is only part of it. The embassy was part of, of recognizing Jerusalem officially as Israel's capital. That's a big deal. Well, recognizing big. Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights, that's a big deal. Yeah. Repealing the Carter administration memo that declared settlements to be illegal, uh, that's a big deal. Um, these are very big deals. Then the fact that he's that he's aligned with, that he's got Israel's back uh, when it comes to, uh, to to dealing with Iran, they're very much on the same page. So much so that the that the other allies of the within the uh, other other American uh, aligned Arab states are making peace one after another with Israel. When has that ever happened? Hey, Give the guy some credit. Hey, but for that, I give him all the credit in the world. That's the one good thing he's, he's done okay. in my view, even though he says he's been the greatest president ever, maybe Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. No, no, <laughs> no he was better than them, he says. He's a narcissist. He has no, he has no policies. He shouldn't be he's dangerous because if, if I predicted he'd never give up the presidency because I met with the guy who wrote a book with him, a Jewish guy. What was his name? Anyway, I know, who you're, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name. No, I remember his name, but uh, maybe it was Deutsch. I forget, but um, I'm not good at names at this age <clears throat> or, or memory in general. <laughs> But he spoke to us at the Harvard Club. I'm a Harvard graduate, so a Harvard Business Club right. member and so forth. And he spoke to us at the time that in 2016 or 15, was at 16 was the, the election. He spoke to us and he said, um, you know, he was describing his experience with Trump, the art of the deal he wrote with him. Mm -hmm. Tony was his first name. Jewish guy with the name Tony. Tony something. So he said, um, Trump didn't write even one paragraph in the whole book. He has no attention span. He has no intellect. And afterwards, I walked up to him. I said, I, said, I asked him privately, what do you think that um, Trump will do with, you know, because it, it's mag, MAGA, making America great again. What do you think about his making America great again? He said, not only will he not make America great again, he will destroy the United States and the whole world. That, that was his, that was his. Okay, and, his, and, his, and he's a ghost writer. He's not a policy analyst. No, no, but I'm saying it. He's a He's a citizen. He's entitled to his opinion, but I don't give him a whole. I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. No, but his prophecy was right on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's let's. Seventy-five million people disagree with you, at the poll. Disagreed with you at the polls. Yeah, but here's a guy that uh, lost. Everybody says he lost. He went to sixty judges, including many of whom he appointed. And a lot a of those cases are not over, by the way. And there's been, uh, I'm not, 
And, and besides the big problem, it wasn't even election day. It was before that. It was changing, changing rules in ways you weren't allowed to change them. Getting the getting the uh, the attorney general of a state to do something unilaterally. The Constitution says that the state legislature has to do it. And there was one of these things after another. And every one of them. I'll just give you an example. It, I, I'm from Seattle originally. They, they went, they mailed ballots to everybody. You know who they mailed ballots to? My grandparents. My, grand, my grandfather passed away in 1961, my grandmother in 1965, but they can vote. I'm gonna put in for social security benefits for all those years that they didn't get them, if they're, uh, if they're still on the books. Yeah, well, yeah. you can do that and you, you could also wind up in jail. <laughs> so, uh, there would, it's been reviewed uh, by every uh, investigative, uh, the, uh, what is it, the, what, the IG, what is it? The, in, in, Inspector General? Inspector General, but everybody investigated. There's not even one clue, one, one scintilla of evidence that, that he, he, he didn't get a fair shake. They said it was it was the it was the most the most. How, you know, they said that the next day. How did they know? They they looked into it because he made claims. They said it the they were saying it right away. How did they know? What do you there mean? were irregularities. They figured out uh, you know what the issue was with some of them. With others, they're yeah. still. I'm, I'm telling you, you can say that every group did this. Every uh, analyst did that. It just it's six, not, it, six, I'm not going to say he, I'm not going to tell you that he won, but I'm going to tell you that it's not as simple as you're making it out to be. It couldn't be simpler. There's not a, a simple of evidence. When you, when you're, when you say something correct about all the facts you said about Israel and his treatment of Israel and, and the good things he did, I can't disagree with you. I have to say that's the truth. But, okay. but, but when you say the other things, that happened to be, you know, people have gone to jail for that, and Rudy Giuliani lost his, his, uh, he's lost his reputation. He lost his, his legal law, law license. He and, lost his hair color. That was the first thing he was losing. Oh, and yesterday he got in trouble. He got sued by one. I of his, saw. I remember he he had an affair with a campaign aide back when he ran for mayor in night when he won in nineteen ninety three. I still remember the name, Christine Logano. I hope I got that right because I'm going to get sued for defamation if I don't. Right, right. although it was never uh, proven or, or that was uh, that was the word that was out. But anyway, I knew his wife. He had a lovely wife. She found out he's, he's divorcing her mm -hmm. on television. He never okay. came to tell her. And that's the same with, with what's his name? Was who was a great friend of mine for years. Um, Newt. Newt, how did you know that? Because I knew where you were going. Newt Gingrich, <laughs> shows you how smart you. Newt Gingrich, <laughs> Newt Gingrich, who first of all was one of the biggest movers against the uh, agitators, against Clinton's uh, affair with, uh, with an intern. At the mm -hmm. very same time, he was having an affair with his own intern. And then he finally married her afterwards. So unlike, but 
but he did that and and he divorced his wife while she was in a hospital with cancer these are these are very very cruel people they're flawed men why don't we just you know we can uh, to varying degrees we can we can argue about who's the worst of them very often those who go into politics to begin with are not the most pure of heart right. and uh, certainly not the most pure of soul yeah well hardly a democracy because all the things that the people want 70 percent 80 percent or something over 80 percent are for gun control right there's no no, no gun control because we're not a democracy where it's whoever the donor is they call the shots it's legalized bribery so uh, people are for uh, choice on on uh, abortion overwhelmingly that's why uh, trump lost into 2020 just because of the abortion issue and so the things that people are for don't get done it's whatever the biggest donors want the lobbyists get paid a ton to visit with them regularly not a not a it's an autocracy that's like illegal immigrant control that also the vast majority of people in the country want and where and where is it not the vast majority don't want illegal immigrants no i'm saying illegal immigrant control you talked about gun control i said illegal immigrant control in other words keeping keeping as many illegal immigrants as possible out of the country is overwhelmingly favored by uh by the citizens of america and they can't uh, they can't get any traction nobody's been able to do it so far and as i said immigrants have been a plus for this country we don't we have uh, now we have full employment we have over a million job openings and we don't have uh, uh individuals or enough workers to fill that jobs and that's then, a great argument to legally admit however many immigrants you want from whatever countries you want that is not an argument for illegal immigration well they're trying to do that because they put them through a court they get a hearing and if they qualify if they have no in business, 10 years i'm saying they're doing that now they that he added many judges many people at the border he, he sent down the troops i don't know if you're familiar with that he sent down 1500 troops yeah, so to do what to stop they're not there to shoot people they're not what they're not there to shoot people there's no reason they should shoot them you want to i know but they're all there he's not doing anything to stop the inflow do you want if to anything he's inviting them okay, let me get this clear because some Republicans feel that way. Do you think they should be shot if they come to the border illegally? No, of course not. Nobody okay. says that. So, so they, they should be turned around. It doesn't mean that they should be admitted. They should be. They should get a hearing. We're obligated they, to. to yeah, they should get a hearing on the Mexican side of the border. That's what was being done before Biden. I, I'm not. And sure. if they, if they, if they. If their claim is good, yeah, they can come into America. But you don't get to come in and just do whatever you want and overwhelm the system and get a court date 10 years down the road. There's no investigation. They don't know who these people are. They don't know who the girls are, who the guy is claiming is our, our daughters. They don't know who's running drugs. And, and look, we're talking about 
Just fentanyl alone, there are 100,000 Americans per year dying from fentanyl. How, how, what, what don't you, you know, what, what are you encouraging here? What do you mean? The, the United States is a big uh, producer of uh, fentanyl. This is coming from China through Mexico. The United well, States. The United States doesn't produce any fentanyl. This is, this is cut. This That's the true. fentanyl is coming is is uh, is is Chinese overwhelmingly Chinese manufactured and coming across the Mexican border. Well, if that's true, okay. that's a disaster. That's right. But I don't know if it's true. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> you can check it out. I will check it out because. Uh, but uh, what, what was it called? Oxycontin? Oxy, That's a different story, right? That was that was by a company, unfortunately, Jewish owners that made multi billions, yep. and and it was all domestically produced, killed right. tons of people. They paid uh, pharmacies and doctors and everybody. Right. There was once one. Uh, a village, one town, where they sold more, they had more prescriptions than they had population. Okay. Uh, it happened food. to be a wonderful medication. It just happened to also be very easy to abuse. No, but one, it doesn't matter if it's a wonderful. Uh, uh, there are people who will tell you it saved their lives. It doesn't matter if it kills people. You take it off the market. No, but it didn't kill people by poisoning them. It killed people who killed, effectively killed themselves. No, they paid doctors. They, what do you call, what was the they name? They became addicts. What? what was the, doctors, the doctors were writing prescriptions, and the doctors, I suppose, were rewarded for writing prescriptions. Right. The people kept on it. There was a demand for it because people were, people were addicted. People got addicted to this. It's a very... It, these are addictive drugs, but uh, you know maybe they should have controlled it better. Let's but it happens to be. It's not like they like it naturally poisons people. Hey, we have to control the demand, because if there wasn't a demand, they wouldn't send it, and they wouldn't. But there would not be, a, and we don't do that. Correct. Correct. Anyway, let's let's get on to the okay. other two two issues uh, that we have on our agenda uh, that we promised our listeners. The second one was should oh that's also should oh no crime and violence we have uh, I'm against them both oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with you <laughs> no we had an instance here on the subway I don't know if you heard about it yep where a young black um, African-American, incidentally, you know, a, a friend of mine, a client of mine is African from South Africa. And his son applied to Harvard. And when he wrote down his on his uh, application, he was African-American. Mm -hmm. So they moved it up to the top of the thing. The, okay. And then they interviewed him when he walked into the office. And they saw he's totally white and had a, gone to a, a great school and everything. They said, why did you, why did you pull, try to pull this kind of crap? He said, what do you mean I tried to pull it? I'm from African and I'm an American. 
all 95 percent of these people have never been to africa don't even know know where it is so they're not african-american i'm african-american so right anyway we have 10 minutes to go so this guy uh, was making this this african-american or this uh, black guy was starting to make trouble and, and scaring people so there was a young marine 24 years old a college student who got up and and tackled the guy and put a uh, chokehold on him mm -hmm. and they're saying that, that was murder and he should go to he should get uh, at least life sentence or electric chair or something for, for killing an innocent guy and this 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 young man is a is clearly a mental case he's been arrested by the police 30 times and what this guy was he was heroic you know because right. other people were frightened and now the the district attorney has brought him up before grand jury to to indict him for for this action and it shows you uh, they, they tried to they put out the fundraiser to mm -hmm. support to support him what was his name penny right and, and i think he's made i think they've collected almost two million dollars exactly so even though you're in israel you're up on everything so oh, yeah. i told you he was a bright guy if you have a shidduch for him a match for him please get in touch with me or send me a note or do something because I can't stand this guy running around so happy free. <laughs> no, you know, it says in the in the Torah, in the Old Testament, that a wife is an Ezer Konegdo. You know what an Ezer Konegdo means? The people translate it differently, but a helpmate generally is the... Uh, right. Uh, yeah. A helpmate against you. Right. Konegdo is against you. It's opposite, right. So it's a helpmate against you. And that's the wonderful thing about a wife. You don't know that. Yep. You can appreciate that. Because when I got married, I found out I got everything in one package. I got a helpmate when things were tough, when the commiseration, everything. She was fabulous. But I didn't have to go out and look for, for people to argue with or to to abuse me or to, to uh, <laughs> aggravate me. I got it all in one package. So, the, the Torah knows what they're saying. Yeah. You're missing all that action. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take care of that. If, if I have to put you on every week <laughs> as a commercial, <laughs> as a commercial, I'm going to do that. I'm sorry we didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk about the 24 uh, upcoming election because it's very interesting who the candidates seem to be and who the po other possibilities are. I'll invite you. I'll invite you back in the next week or the next couple of weeks. Sure. I'll just I'll just say this about the election. Um, don't make everybody makes projections based on a linear extension, an extrapolation of where we are now. I don't know where we will be, but I guarantee you there are all kinds of things that have not been factored in that are going to show up between now and then. Just think of COVID. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's a long way. You know, uh, two months before uh, Trump beat uh, Hillary, she was an overwhelming favorite. As a matter of fact, right. British, British bookies paid off already. That 
they thought they won that bet on Hillary. So in one event, one incident could change everything. Anyway, it's been a pleasure having you. You're a great, you. you're a great guy, particularly because you have a lot of fun. <laughs> no, you're very wise, and, and I appreciate your views. <laughs> okay, you make you make good, very good points, even when I don't disagree with you. God Alex. bless. God okay, bless. and we're not going to let you off the hook. We're going to get you married before. When I, are you, okay. When are, when are you going to be fifty-eight? July. That's oh, coming up. That's a challenge. I said I want to get to get it before ju your July. Yeah, okay. well, I'm going to write people <laughs> to, to send their their resumes. <laughs> what do they call it other than that? Their uh, resumes or their their histories. Their every, and 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 see if some of them want to get married right away. You okay. know, one guy one guy comes for a shidduch to the rabbi. He says, "Look." I want to get married for a long time. I've been delaying getting married, but now I just had a big win and my business is going great. I'd like to get married right away, as soon as possible. Have you got a shidduch for me? He says, I got a fabulous shidduch for you, a fabulous match. He said, great. Could you arrange the wedding You know that would get married like in a month? He said, no, we, we got to wait. We got to wait. He said, I just told you I've been holding off. I don't want to wait. Two months, three months the longest. He says, no, we've got to wait for the right time. I said, what do you mean the right time? It's the right time now. He said, no, you don't understand. This girl's sensational. She's terrific. But we've got to wait for the one day a year when she loses her mind that she'll accept you as a husband. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, we've got to find somebody who is so uh, enamored with by you They've been watching today and so enamored by you that they just say, I, I want to marry him right away. Well, okay. I, I hope you've got the, the right audience. <laughs> and you got, you got the best person in the world looking for you. Anyway, have a great week. Keep up Thank the you. good work. Enjoy Israel. It's, you're very lucky to be in a, a great country that takes in all the immigrants that want to come. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's been the best, biggest blessing because when Russia gave up right. the, the Cold War and, and uh, folded at least a million Russians, it's, I think it's the largest segment yeah. now, Israel is, and they made such that was a boost. scientists and PhDs yep. and physicians and chess champions and they, terrific. So Josie immigrants can be great. We just right. got- Israel has a Winter Olympics team, thanks to that. Yeah. And also in this country, I'm a, a very strong advocate for years that we should, everybody that comes here to get a PhD in advanced science and advanced studies, we should invite them right after they graduate, a, a, a quick path for citizenship. Mm -hmm. instead, instead, we don't let them do that. We said, you came as a student, you got to go back. And then they, they go back and we never get a chance to get them back again. So a lot of right. Chinese that we train, a lot of, throughout the world, a lot of great people that we train that would like to stay, we don't get them, and that's a big mistake. Agreed. God bless you. Have right. a great week. May you go from strength to strength and keep up your magnificent work. Thank okay. you very much. You too. I loved having you as a guest.
I lost my wife, so I don't get the aggravation anymore. Okay, well, okay. Oh, you, <laughs> Sorry you, to hear. you provided some of what I need. <laughs> okay. God bless you.